Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC, and is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Hello and welcome everyone to another great and relaxing episode of Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. You can't fuck with the intro, man. People like consistency. And Scott. I don't know why you called this relaxing. Everything's different and we're doing things yeah, different. Yeah, now I'm fa- Dude. I'm a ball of You're tension. in my... Matt, you're in my spot. Yeah. Yes. You're in my spot. I know. And I have to look at a little picture of myself doing silly things on time lapse, and I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. Well, I have just you know come to the realization and accepted fully that the only constant in life is change. So I embrace it. So what you're saying is like ten episodes from now we're just going to be gladiatorial fighting. Sure, no, no, no. as long as long as we get the views and the clicks, there's just going to be a knife right here, <laughs> and, and whoever go, who's brave enough to go for it first. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, we'll have and, and we'll have a little like social media thing oh. where the where the audience can push when we get a certain number of oh uh, yeah bitch, clicks yeah. and buttons that the, a ding will go off and that's when we know we can we reach for go the knife yeah, yeah. and see who's right. just the fastest and like, but we'll never know when it's about to happen and 30 episodes from now like you'll just see a slenderman <laughs> it, it will start <laughs> cuts off yeah, and then like, we're all slen- just, uh, we're all just slenderman we can actually make that happen you think we it's been a slow the- burn yeah <laughs> It's, it's a real it's, slow burn. Then it becomes the Saul Slenderman show. Yeah, Saul Slenderman show. <laughs> <laughs> Saul Slenderman interviewing other cryptids. And... All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, we got off on a little tangent already. Um, but the interview's it... just like static and, and modem noises. Uh, you know, it's it's Slenderman interviewing the look scene. There isn't much talking going on, but yeah. both of them are so well-dressed. Uh, oh, yeah. For our uh, visually impaired listeners uh, right now, uh, we this is our very first episode uh, that's live on Twitch, so that's why we're we're getting kind of like antsy and pantsy about it. Things changing. We actually have a camera on us right now, and we're actually uh, waiting for people to get in the chat and you know, you know, interact with us. I am hideous, <laughs> but it's okay, podcast listeners. We'll cut out any any mistakes or bullshit. Yeah, uh, because we love you. That's why you should listen live. That way you can get all the raw, oh yeah, raw you, stuff, man. Oh man, you'll get to hear all the coughs, <laughs> yeah. the weird awkward pauses, the hey, you said that wrong, <laughs> the occasional cat incursions. Yeah. Um, Oh, and speaking of, like, coughs, uh, I'm getting over getting sick, like, half the U.S. population right now, so if you do hear me cough and stuff like that, I will try to keep it to a minimum. I apologize, but that is just going to nature of my being right now, so I apologize. We're thin-blooded Southerners, and the cold times have come. Oh, yeah. True cold. Yeah, it's, um... It's... Winter's here, y'all. It's 16 outside. But that means that, that global warming is a hoax, right? Right? I'm breathing as hard as I can right now. You died. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a shame. He died. <laughs> but anyways, what is up with you? How has you been your week in gaming? Uh, well, uh, probably the biggest uh, in our type of gaming is uh, Matthew and I, we ran uh, uh, our last game of Simulacra mm-hmm. for our Year Zero playtest campaign. It was fun. It was cold. Uh, we were all sick. All, we were, most half the players and half the staff were sick. Um, I managed to squeak through, I think, the cold, the sick times. Uh, but it was fun. It was good. Um, in video gaming, I have been playing through. I played uh, 
Doki Doki Literature Club, um, <laughs> which we'll probably talk a lot about that in the uh, the patron only content. Yeah, so check it, will. check I, that it, out. I, I I don't know. We're we're still in the. I think we're still in in like the spoiler zone. Yeah, like in in the time when it's not reasonable to talk about it. We'll gloss over it. Regardless, in the Doki Doki Literature Club. It sounds like a sweet, uh, sweet, fun um, dating sim game, and you should play it with that expectation in mind. And that's all I'm going to say. And ignore the tag on Steam that says psychological horror. Yeah, no, that's just a red Never word. mind the three grown men talking about this supposedly <laughs> adorable Japanese dating sim. <laughs> I mean, those, the characters are pretty cute. So they are you know. very, very cute. It's true. And I've Yuri also... Yuri is my wife. Oh, so. yeah, Yuri is absolutely... Uh, goth goth, goth girl. chicks, man. Yeah, goth I chicks. Can't, you, can't, you can't compete. Uh, also, I uh, played through uh, the prequel to Life is Strange Before the Storm. Uh, which is fun and different from the first game, but similar as well. Um, and it, uh, as I was saying to my fellows later earlier, it actually upset and disturbed me more than Doki Doki Literature Club, which is goddamn saying something. Uh, but still a very good game, and that's what I've been doing with my video games. I've been playing an unreasonable amount of The Witcher 3. Like, I think in the last, like, four days, I may have played, like, 35 hours of it that one's slowly getting up to the top of my playlist it, i mean it's a thing you should try you should give it a go it's not it's not hard by any stretch it's just it actually really 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 rewards preparation cool. i will say um you just kind of gotta get down to like know what you're fighting and mm-hmm. kind of go from there get I'll- good as the kids say it's not like Dark Souls or anything. It's not that hard. It's not hard. I mean, and at the end of the day, like, the fighting isn't super complicated. None of it's actually, like, there's so much going on that there's not a room for much complexity. Right. So, right. you know. Some, some button mashy there's tactics. A little, yeah, there's a little button mashing. Like, you got five spells that you always have, so you choose which ones you use. You got your bombs. You got cool. your potions. Get your sword. You got, you got your S word. You got your S words. You got your two S words because that's how witchers do. Yeah, I think um, the thing that's going to make me actually play that game is the fact that the same people are doing the cyberpunk game and it's going to be a, a similar in sort of like open world style. Ooh. So I kind of want to know what I'm getting into uh, because, ooh, cyberpunk. Yep. I mean, we've, we've had ourselves some conversations about our, our, our love of cyberpunk. Yeah, and- man. One day. We may even get to, you know, introduce our listeners to our characters in Shadow and Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, once once we get our schedules, now that the uh, holiday times, because we're recording actually on the very first of the year. First which is, of the year. It's New Year, New Polyhedron, everyone. Yay. New, yeah. new Year's Day, y'all. Woo. Yeah. Chinese food. Um, Chinese uh, food. Real quick before I get into what I've been doing, uh, thank you, Anthony, in the chat. You are the very first uh, watcher of Polyhedron cast uh, on the uh, Twitch. Aren't so, we, hello. Aren't we goofy looking? We are, are very. Is goofy this looking? what you wanted? Is this what you really wanted? <laughs> this is what you really, really wanted. Okay. I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> As for what I've been doing gaming, actually, I took Scott's suggestion finally. I bought the beginner's guide and I played it. I have thoughts and feelings about that. It's a game that injects thoughts and feelings into you. Um, also, I went through pretty That's much watch people play Doki Doki Literature. Mm-hmm. Also have thoughts and feelings on that. But the Beginner's Guide hits really, really close to home oh, for yeah, me. Oh, it, yeah. It manipulates the shit out of you and then, you know, punches you in the nuts. Uh, I want to go into actually a lot of detail, but I'm not going to do that. It'll either be a later episode or we'll probably talk a lot about that. We can talk in, about that on... on that, that's that's I mean, had enough of a shelf life. That's, it, that's two years old. It's well, should I have Should I have done... Should I have played this? Like, I didn't... Uh, in, are you a huge into game design? Which video game design? It, game design, period. 
I mean, I'm a rules guy. I don't. I don't ever I have any. I recommend playing it just because it's it's another game that masterfully manipulates you. I'm not a creative. If that's it's what it's very you're... much about being a creative. It's I'm about not being one. I'm super not one. Okay, so it won't really bother you. Yeah, we'll, if we... we'll, 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 talk we'll talk about it. it. If you don't want me to talk about it, we can we can discuss it then. But can't we just talk about Star Wars more? I'm sure everyone loves no, that. Star no, Wars. no. Oh my God, how many people talked about Star Wars? Everyone talked about Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I think we're. I think that's. I think we're good. Oh yeah, I think well, everyone's. Do good not on deny it. the porks. Uh, porgs Por- oh, porgs. I was like, uh, I was combining force and porgs in my yeah, head. I was no, like, the what? porgs will be with you. Yeah, always. Tribbles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just tribbles. Uh, yeah, so, so the beginner's guide's really cool. I think the next thing I'm going to dive into because the Steam sale is almost done is something called Crypt of the Necrodancer. It's a little, oh, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a little dancing sort of RPG thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a roguelike that that has uh, like sort of DDR rhythm, rhythm uh, mechanics. Cute. Uh, it's three bucks like on Steam, so I'm just gonna get it and play a little bit. I yeah. also played Shroud, uh, the Shredded Isle, which mm-hmm. is it's you manage a small cloister cult to a chthonic deity and the whole point is you have five years you've got to keep this cult keep this community together and running but you have to appease your god all the while before the god will come back and save everyone so, from your mortal suffering so bake sales and sacrifices yeah nice. it's actually surprisingly hard because I mean, you have to keep the fact that like you got to keep the loyalty of all the houses but every season at the end of each season you have to kill someone to the god but that dramatically impacts your relationship but you have to keep like certain virtues like ignorance and <laughs> and yeah ignorance and uh ignorance uh obedience uh like flagellant i've that's what it looks like in my head but it's like uh, it's it's you have to suffer for your sins mm-hmm. uh and, and other virtues like that very very antithetical positive virtues in order to like you got to keep those up because that pieces your god oh. but you also have to keep your relationships so current white house policy you're saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of fair, yeah. Uh, it's actually it's really hard it's really cool it has a deep atmospheric uh but the problem is it's extremely rng heavy so it's what, what turns oh, me off the true the true elder god rng jesus uh, yeah rng jesus yeah, yeah. so Praise it, be. it's kind of hard and it was just one of those situations where i'll play it occasionally when i got a little bit of time to kill and but, that'll uh, be about it yeah, okay, but we, we should probably get into the topic because this is a meaty one. Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit of an extra long episode because this is going to require a lot of explanation. Okay, so uh, for the, the for, for the Twitch streamers, we're going to be talking about Aberrant. Right, let me make sure. Uh, there you go. Yeah, no, give it front center. For the for those of you listening to audio, we're we're presenting the book and its and its glory. I bought this book. the year it came out at Dragon Con, uh, which was coincide, which coincided with the release of the book, because there was no way that I wouldn't have gotten it. Uh, oh, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna book shame me here, Matthew? A little bit. No, I have a story behind this one. Yeah, uh, that's the special edition that Matthew. It was given to me by my father. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Aberrant is the second uh, in the Trinity Universe game lines. Uh, it uh, is in the middle of the story, and it was released second, so it's an oddity, uh, as we mentioned last time, uh, because the Trinity Universe games were released uh, in reverse in-game, in-game chronological order. But it came out in 1997, um, and it is sort of a modern-day... Um, I hesitate to call it a superhero game. It's more like a people-with-powers game. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
you are not in any way locked into wearing a cape and saving people um, and, and doing the sort of super heroics that you might expect. Ponzi from, schemes on the table. Yeah, Ponzi schemes on the table. Cults are on the table. Um, weird transhumanists movements are on the table. Um, it very like a, like I said, it's very much a what if what if actual people got powers kind of game. That the tagline of the game is you know what would you do with the power of a god? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't really fuck around. Um, in terms of power, it's probably the most powerful any storyteller system gets, with the exception of maybe mage. Uh, but at mage, the high end, at the high end, but mage mage has to deal with paradox. There's and, a balancing factor in it. Yeah, and while there's have, the, well, what we Nova, call the whoopsie factor. Yeah, well, <laughs> Novas have to deal with taint. That's a far <laughs> more yes. Uh, Get it out now, you heathen. Um, Listen, man, I, I don't know the system. I don't know anything about this game. I have to do something I'm, I'm, for the audience. I'm okay. actually happy that you're, you're between us right now because mm-hmm. strap in, motherfucker. <laughs> you're about to get educated. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to be talked anyway, at so hard. So, yes, yes, you are. Uh, if you've listened to our last episode, <coughs> and there there we go. That's cough one. Yeah, we're going to get you. Yep, way to go. But anyway, so uh, if you listen to our last episode where we went over adventure, uh, which was the first chronological in-game uh, game of the Trinity Universe. Uh, the Aeon Society for Gentlemen was established. It it explored and discovered and fought evil, um, and and in general had a was a collection of daring do. Um, and then around the time about World War II, the weirdness of the world uh, started to die down. People with powers and abilities stopped manifesting. Um, and the world went back to something that's more familiar uh, to what we would recognize uh, here in our real non-superpowered life. More daring dudes. Yeah, more, a little bit more daring dudes, but they kind of took a step back. Uh, probably the biggest change was the, the persistent uh, continued existence of the Aeon Society. Yes. Uh, which, uh, you know, sort of shifted gears into becoming... Uh, more of a uh, large-scale philanthropic. Yeah, but it, if I remember correctly from mm-hmm. the timeline of stuff, it was it was a very background thing oh, until yeah, yeah. the Some event happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was very background. It stayed in the background, but it was basically based on uh, it was uh, doing philanthropic efforts uh, and just sort of kind of biding their time because, as we mentioned last game, the leader of the Aeon Society, Maxwell Mercer. He, uh, he said game. He made an episode. I whatever, thought it was cute. Whatever. Um, the leader of the Aeon Society, Maxwell Mercer, is kind of unstuck in time, kind of knows what's going to happen in the future, and he knows uh, what's about to happen. Uh, so he's setting the dominoes up to have his Aeon Society play a part in the upcoming Nova Age, which happens uh, in uh, March of 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a wonderful in-universe quote by the sort of the the Hunter S. Thompson analog in this world, uh, which hold on, let me let me flip to it and find it because uh, the personas in this game, like the characters that that the writers are develop mm-hmm. it in this setting, are amazing. By the way, because they're just all over the map and they come from all. They're just. Yeah. Take them from all kinds well, of good historical sources. More, more so than adventure, or and even in tr- Trinity, uh, Aberrant is a game that really lives in pop culture. Yeah, uh, like it is. It, pop culture is a serious element of the game. Uh, but anyway, so the quote is: "Of all days to change the world forever, why the hell did God have to pick a fucking Monday?" 
Um, <laughs> and it's funny. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Yeah. So uh, what happens is a space station called the Galatea uh, explodes in low Earth orbit. Uh, and then things start to go wacky. People start to manifest strange and very powerful abilities. Uh, the first of which is uh, a man, someone called the Fireman, who just like saves a bus of burning kids by absorbing all of the energy. Uh, and and like he literally walks up to the to the burning bus, mm-hmm. and all the fire starts like collecting mm-hmm. around him. It literally seems to be drawn into yeah. him as he's like saving kids, mm-hmm. and like and he seems to be completely unharmed by yeah. the the entire encounter. Uh, uh, and this is this sort of thing is happening all over the world. Like there's there's. You know these things are happening, and as a result, some you know sometimes you know people use their powers for good. Sometimes they freak out. Sometimes they cause accidents. Like the world gets hit up to like DefCon Four uh, around. I think oh. so because everyone, nobody knows the cause of it. Yeah, no one knows what the hell is going on. Everyone, everyone's freaking out. Some people think it's the biblical end of the world. Some mm-hmm. think they're angels. Some think they're demons. Some think there's something else, aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, which they're almost kind of right, actually. Almost. Uh, uh, and, and in some respects, and then everyone is sort of left up. And this is, goes on for a couple a, months. Couple, couple months. Good, solid couple months. Everyone's uh, freaking until, out. Until uh, the good people at the Aeon Society approach the United Nations mm. uh, in, in a closed-door meeting uh, and basically say, from what, what we can gather, they basically say, look, we know what's happening. Uh, here's all this evidence that we've collected from, you know, the past when this shit happened before, but not as extreme. But we know what's happening. We know what these things are. We can help. Yeah, and um, and, and it's it, it's very much downplayed in the media because of the connections mm-hmm. that the Ant Society has. It's it's not like oh we this has happened before. Like the history of the world is very much. It's as yeah, if you exactly. you would normally think it is in the real mm-hmm. world. It's oh we've studied them. We know what's going on right. here. They're called no. We call them novas. We have a weird in our node. Mr. Node. Mr. Yeah, node. They, yeah. So what happens is the United Nations accepts the the assistance of the Aeon Society, um, uh, and the Aeon Society uh, announces its its answer to this situation. It's called Project Utopia, uh, and it is basically a world spanning philanthropic charity NGO yep. that is exists to like find these Novas, teach them how to use their powers, teach them how to control themselves, and in general, funnel their abilities and their, the things that they can do into making the world a better place. Yep. Um, and many Novas sign up. Many Novas are on board with this idea. Uh, some aren't. Some want to do their own thing. Uh, some want to, you know, fuck shit up and, and, you know, start cults and whatnot. Uh, some want to just make a whole bunch of money. Some just want to make a whole bunch of money. And and in general, Project Utopia, unless you're, like, going around ripping people's heads off or, like, taking over countries or, you know, destabilizing economies left and right. Which actually starts happening. It, it, it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, Project Utopia, like, if you don't want to join Project Utopia, they don't force you. Um, but they do heavily incentivize it uh, because, you know, hey, it's a big group of people who are going through the same thing you're going through. Yep. And we have all of this research and resources to help you acclimate to your new existence. Hopefully there's donuts and coffee. And there's definitely donuts and coffee. Uh, and yeah, and, and some research, heavy research starts going on from another Aeon Society 
uh, organization called the Triton Foundation, yep. which is sort of this big medical, pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical medical uh, research organization. Uh, and they start realizing, okay, so here's the biological basis of it. These are people with a genetic predisposition. And from best we can tell, when the Galatea exploded, it, it, it just it spiked levels of radiation in the atmosphere enough to start triggering this latent mutation in the population um, and creating, spontaneously generating this gland in the brain called the, the MR node. Uh, Mazarin Rashhound node. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember the, the whole. Named after the two scientists who discovered it, that allows a person to begin channeling uh, and manipulating quantum forces, like we mentioned last time: electromagnetism, gravity, and the strong and weak nuclear forces. Yep. Uh, directly manipulating those forces um, in. Subtle and not so subtle ways, and also mostly on a subconscious, mostly on a subconscious level. I mean, yeah, at, at first, what, what's actually you you use your power? They are able to use their powers on a conscious level, but how those powers manifest, right, is a subconscious member. It, it it has it's a combination of your personality, how you erupted, because that's what that's what they called becoming a nova erupting, and it's generally very. Big event. It's a very big violent event that that you know can go out of control, and that's one of the functions of team of, of uh, Project Utopia, um, is they they you know have sort of a first response team that finds new new novas and helps them and, and gets them under control, um, and uh, that team uh, eventually is ca- is called Team Tomorrow, uh, and it's it's basically the Avengers, like it is it mm. is like a very public. Action, saving people, uh, you know, doing great and glorious things. They're the very world. much a public. F- the the yeah. it, so bringing this back a little bit of the timetable when this game was mm-hmm. published. Uh, there's a lot of hints at the we're just coming out of the the Iron Age of comic books. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of deconstructionist stuff going on oh, in yeah. comic Dark books. Knight Returns, and Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen. stuff like that. Uh, if you remember, and there's something called the Authority running oh, around. Yeah, it's being part. developed. And there's a lot in this book, Aberrant, takes a lot of page out of the Authority and a few others of going, this is about people with powers. It doesn't matter. And what does that do to a person when not only do they have the powers of quote unquote a god, but what does it ma- happen when people start paying attention mm-hmm. and uh, which is a worshiping slash yeah. making people celebrities of people who have these types of abilities? Yeah, celebrity is a big part of this game. Uh, like one of the things that happens is that you know the E Entertainment Network, which really isn't a big thing as far as I know now anymore. No, uh, no it, it still exists, it but it wasn't as big. It's not as big as it was in the nineties. Uh, e had made a a uh, an offshoot channel called N. Yep, uh, and yeah. it was yeah. It was, it was it was all and then it literally the sw- oh, almost within a year swallowed the entire network. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine <laughs> what it's going to look like in the newest edition and stuff because oh, it's like oh my god, because like, media culture was okay. 
Like, now. oh, like, you can be like, oh, media culture in the 90s. Like, oh, bitch, hold my drink. Like, <laughs> hold my beer. Or, uh, actually, there's another one on Reddit I love. There's hold my beer. Yeah. And there's hold my Cosmo. So, hold my kombucha. It, oh, by the way, I've done a little digging research for the new Trinity Continuum stuff mm. concerning Aberrant and a few other stuff. We'll get to that at the very end of this big conversation. Oh, and speaking of which, I want to do a big thanks uh, to the Honest Path people who uh, okay. actually gave us some feedback on our Twitter. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, Thank that you. That was fantastic. We loved hearing what you guys had to say about it. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that's great. It's, it's always really. We're, we're really looking forward to the new stuff. We are, and yeah. also it's really, really neat to get feedback. Like oh yeah, that. it really is. Yeah, you Love pointed it. us in some interesting directions and started making us think about seen, some things I that we were looking forward to. I had seen a lot of that stuff uh, a while back when y'all when it when it was released, but it's been a while. So uh, thanks for thanks for for the reminder. Yeah. But anyway, so back to the the game here. Um, so yeah, no, so. Uh, Novas start becoming the it thing. Uh, celebrity yep. culture, they start starring in movies. They become like the hot pop stars. Like, because like, it's a style of movie called Novox, music, sorry, called Novox, which is like, imagine like a combination of like, you know, superpower, like energy manipulation and like vocal, like sub vocal harmonics and like, like subtle emotional and manipulations. Subtle emotional um, because from a mechanical point of view and from a setting point of view, Novas aren't just like, I have cool flashy powers. They have all the powers that you possibly can think of from comic books. Yeah. And from, they can do anything. They can do anything. They have something called mega attributes, which mm-hmm. is from a standard white wolf storyteller system. They had strength, dexterity, stamina, charisma, manipulation, wits, and all that stuff. And, they have a mega version of all of that, which is that attribute plus. So you can have a manipulative person, but then you can have Loki levels of mega manipulation. It's very similar to Excellencies and Exalted. Yes. Uh, where you can use sort of mundane abilities, but with with supernatural weight behind it. Yeah. And then they actually, then they had on then top of that powers. actual powers, which are like uh, electromagnetism yeah. or metal, metal manipulation, molecular manipulation. But, but so Nova's begin to change the world in big drastic ways. Uh, like they change, like they clean up the environment mostly through the, the, the team tomorrow project utopia does a lot of that. They almost wipe out uh, worldwide organized crime, um, the big thing in the, the as far as the environment's concerned, the big thing was the ozone layer. They take care of that. They start curing AIDS, cancer. Ma- many of the major diseases just start because you also have that you have mega intelligence. So mm-hmm. some novas don't have big flashy like mm-hmm. super rogue powers. Some are just so blisteringly intelligent. They're like, yeah, I've solved economic problem crises that have been plaguing us for yeah, for I, decades. I, I looked at the human genome over the weekend and figured it out. Yeah. Ah, um, uh, so they so they just like okay, so capitalism obviously yeah. not the way to go, right? Is that the conclusion they <laughs> uh, came to? No, not really, because remember this was still in the nineties. Yeah, you know, it's also they, but there's actually a big thing Socialism. about the the Russian Federation actually has a big thing where the Russian Federation collapses, and then there's actually a nova that comes in that saves it because he like uses his mega intelligence to go. We need to do this, 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 and this to fix it yeah, so that we can keep the engine going. It's basically Putin, but. It's not, but Putin wasn't, Putin wasn't on anybody's radar, but it's basically a Putin scenario. I think we all need a man like Putin. Let's take our shirts off and ride horses. <laughs> um, look up the song. Yeah. Just look up the song. It's, it's terrifying. I need a man like Putin. It's so terrifying. So for the first couple years after the Galatea explodes, things, things get, are a little 
chaotic for a while, and they but things start bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Utopia is doing a great job. Uh, a lot of mundane crimes going away. People feel very optimistic about the, the future mm-hmm. because, hey, when you got your own personal superhero running around saving yeah. the day yeah. they have things called public defenders where basically a city will contract a nova to just like be its sort of mascot slash protector and literally a superhero they'll give them a costume mm-hmm. and be like oh and there's a nova and this is just a cultural thing that delves a very unique power that basically he can generate a uh, material that he makes special he can make easily make clothing out of that yeah, can work it, with it, a it, nova's powers yeah, it's, it's, it's basically sort of the unstable molecules thing from uh, x-men mm. uh where it's it's power it's material that resonates with mutant powers uh but it, like it also can be used to make like super fiber optic cable so the world's internet resources just get utterly converted yep. into like super internet uh everything's super connected we it, they it's actually like reading through what they consider like super uh super internet it's pretty similar to what we have today yep um so that'll be very interesting because i will like uh, to see uh, that. it was officially announced that it will be taking place in 2028 yeah they're, they're pushing it forward 20 uh, 20 years in the future which is cool but anyway so yeah things are going good uh project utopia and team tomorrow are, are saving doing the world, their thing saving the world good stuff there's some there's some cracks showing some of the world governments are wary as well they should be uh-huh um and project utopia and the aeon society also because as we mentioned before they're ba- they're they're led by a guy who knows the, the general shape of the future uh and that, that no one else knows about because no he's not a public about. figure yeah this notion of there could be a war coming these things could take over they they so, like, the governments form this sort of shadow organization called the Directive, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much a who watches the Watchmen kind of organization toward w- looking towards Project Utopia and and other Nova and all these other like Nova cent- Nova centric organizations, even criminal organizations, uh-huh. because some of them, but after a couple of years, Nova start rebounding in the criminal syndicates Mm -hmm. and developing their own and so they become even more nefarious and and problematic but a a weird kind of status quo that's generally positive uh starts to creep up and the biggest thing that happens next uh and it's it's probably where we start getting into some philosophical issues uh is december in october 31st 2005 yep all of the broadcasts of all the world get hijacked by a man a nova by the name of divis mall um he and he basically issues what's known as the null manifesto um because previously there was something called the zurich accords that the united nations uh and various governments had sort of signed on to basically saying Yes, these Novas are strange. Yes, they're new, but they are fundamentally human. They are bound by human law. They are bound by, you know, international law. Mm-hmm. That, like, the state of how we're going to treat these things legally. Yeah. Now, Maul comes out, and he's waving his big quantum dick around. Um, and he basically says, no, that's bullshit. Um, Novas are a new species. Um just as you would not expect a human to abide by the moral code of a uh, gorilla or a chimpanzee, you can't expect Novas to be bound um, and used 
by humans. Uh, the actual Null Manifesto is actually physically written in the book, isn't it? No, it's not. It's uh, a, That's por- an... a, a portion of it is. Is, okay. And then it was either a fan-done version uh, or an official release that happened, like, thing. I have it on my computer yep. somewhere. It's a, it's about a page-long document, and it's really well written, and it's very persuasive if you have certain sort of transhumanist leanings. Uh, but anyway, he releases this this manifesto of we're a new species, we have to figure our own situation out, mm-hmm. you can't claim us as yours. We we are we should not be forced to dance on your string and be used for your wars and your your pro- to fix your problems. Which is extremely interesting because before this gets released by this time because I'm looking over mm-hmm. the the in each of the books there's a really cool timeline mm-hmm. that goes over some very key events and by the time just before this happens the Olympics as pretty much as we understand it have been obliterated and the only thing that's replaced them normal human Olympics mm-hmm. and it's the Nova Olympics. Yeah. Nova normal pro wrestling has been replaced with basically Nova pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Everything they, they is actually kick each other's ass. The idea of human excellence and the idea of what means to be human has started becoming clips of why be human when obviously you the only thing you ever want in your life is to be Nova. a Nova. Normal celebrities don't matter anymore. Don't Your matter. Tom Cruises don't matter anymore. You want to be a Nova. Yeah. And well, another thing that's happening is that um, there have been a series of sort of brush fire wars uh, in the in sort of the, the third world nations. And a lot of these nations are hiring Nova mercenaries mm-hmm. to fight proxy, basically to fight wars in proxy. Um, and there's a lot of hemming and hawing about this because it does mean that it it cuts down on on casualties across the board. Yeah. If you've got super dudes duking it out. Yep. And occasionally, you know, one of them dies and whatnot. But that's different than hundreds of thousands of soldiers dying. Yeah. You know, every every month. Um, but and, and that's the sort of and that's the sort of thing that you know that 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 Maul is specifically talking about against. We aren't your monkeys. We're we need to to find our own way. It is immoral for us to chain ourselves to you, or for you to try and chain up. Does also ask the question: Does Superman have a moral obligation to help people? Mm-hmm. For all his powers, he's a he's an alien from another world. Now, now Maul, he's not a human. Mal himself, uh, he he kind of takes a somewhat noblesse oblige oblige uh, view towards humanity. Um, and that he doesn't really want to rule over them or, you know, anything like that. He wants, he wants to, to be amongst his own kind and sort of foster their independence and have a society of Novas. Uh, now there's a group, uh, that's kind of been in the background that all pretty much stands up and says, we agree with the Null Manifesto. Yep. Um, we, and they, they say, we are a philosophical movement called the Terrigen. We're not an organization. We're not a club. We don't, we don't have laws amongst ourselves because each Nova is law unto itself. But we all pretty much yeah, believe that's, in... That's in late 2008. They actually start meeting for the first yeah. time. Well, is, that, well as, yeah, but he, that, they mentioned that later in that they, they have a big meeting. Yeah. But they've actually been going on for a little bit. Because, yeah, I know. Because here's where we, we sort of start talking about things that get revealed uh, later. In uh, other books. In other books and whatnot. Uh, Divis Mall, uh, in case you haven't figured it out uh, from our last episode, is our good friend Michael Donegal. A.K.A. Dr. Primoris. Dr. Primoris. 
Musselman, who, along with Max Mercer, received like the full brunt of the Hammersmith yep. explosion. And it's basically, it's kind of revealed now that in the age of stalwarts, he was a Nova. Yeah. Or um, at the very least, the most powerful was, stalwart. Yeah. And he grew into becoming mm-hmm. a Nova during that time. So he's, he's been around and yeah. So that happens. And so you've got this Terrigen organization organization and you've got you know project utopia team tomorrow and they just immediately start butting heads yep uh, because team tomorrow you know this is the antithesis of everything they believe in very pro-human very cooperative very, everyone every, worked every, together everyone everyone's in the same boat kind of thing and it's not like it's not the terrigen isn't like outlawed but they they do start butting heads and some terrigens Trump Terrigen members, quote unquote, because you can never really, because of the way they're set up, you can never really say that the Terrigen as a whole is responsible for something. But some people who claim Terrigen membership do go on rampages and kill people. Yeah, and they're kind of douchebags. They are kind of dicks about it. They're total douchebags. But some of them have some justifications. Like one of the big ones that happened is a Terrigen member by the name of Garon. Um, That was Grayon, yeah. Grayon, Garon, meh. He uh, takes it upon himself. There is a mayor, I believe, in Miami, who uh, who is able to uh, essentially ban Novas from my from Miami, and he pushes it through the city legis- legislature and just basically says Miami is a Nova three- free zone. They they aren't allowed here. Uh, Grayon just fucking rips his head off. Uh, no, we we can be wherever we want, monkey. Uh, you don't get to push us around like that. Um, and you know, like. That's a big problem, but and it's 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 the Terrigen kind of uh, says this. So like many of the Terrigen members, just more of the pu- more public faces, uh, go like, we don't condone what he did, but we're not we're not gonna say that he wasn't it wasn't within his bounds to do so mm-hmm. because that guy was out of line. So that that starts happening. So you got the terror like so we we see our Brotherhood of Evil mutants, mutants versus the X Men. Yeah, so yeah you, but you can't just kill people. You can't <laughs> just kill people. Uh, yeah, and it in, still makes you bad. And yeah. in, in, in even the Terrigen, and we'll get to this in a little yeah. bit, have their own internal politics oh, yeah, there's, involved. There's a lot of and Utopia has their own internal politics yes, that's too. That's the other thing that starts to happen. Um, a lot of cracks start to show within Project Utopia and Team Tomorrow. There's a lot of. Um, in particular, one uh, one Nova by the name of Slider, yep. who's a Team Tomorrow member. She's Jennifer Landers is her real name, um, uh, and she's like she's like she's like if Taylor Swift was a superhero. Everyone fucking loves her. Yeah, like can do no she wrong. Can do no wrong. She's adorable. Like she she like she uses her teleportation powers very publicly to like rescue people from burning buildings. And generally and, a good person. And generally, generally a good, a good person. person. But she starts to find some things out she starts to like find out that project Ut- members of people connected to project utopia are stoking these brush fire wars um unnecessarily uh, you've you missed a little key point so over the years project utopia comes out very qu- developed very quickly mm-hmm. after the whole development of mm-hmm. novas uh coming about and them their eruption uh but something they start that Triton and a few other people start uh, observing is uh, Novas are not having children. That's right. Novas don't have children, uh, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Um, they're, they're, at, at this point in the in the uh, in the timeline, there's only about six thousand Novas on the planet, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not breeding. 
Uh, and from all other tests, because after you erupt, yeah. as far as they yeah. can tell, you are at ultra peak. Even if you have yeah. no other physic heightened physical capabilities, you are at peak human capabilities. Mm -hmm. There is no reason you should not be able to have children of your own. So Slider, uh, she does some digging, and she finds out not only is Project Utopia behind... Uh, stoking the fires of these brush fire wars, which is the like basically leading source of Nova loss yes. of life. But there's she finds evidence that indicates that a lot of the drugs that are developed by Triton Foundation uh, to help Novas control their powers um, at, when they're training uh, include a very stealthy but very effective. Uh, sterilization agent uh, that, wow. basically, yep. that basically turns the Nova's super immune system against their own reproductive system. Right. Our bodies already do that enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, it's, uh, it's, it, but so she, she starts to talk to some friends of hers, both in project utopia and out of project utopia. And she, you know, starts to get some traction and is about to go public with this stuff when she is brutally murdered in Calcutta. Uh, her best friend, yep. another member of Team Tomorrow, uh, Andre Corbin, known as Bender. Yep. Uh, he gets he he flees her funeral uh, very publicly. Very publicly. Very publicly um, for uh, for no apparent reason. He quickly get the blame is put on him, um, and then he proceeds to go into hiding. He's contacted by a powerful Nova by the name of Sophia Sophia Rousseau, uh, who. They never actually say it, but there's some indications that she's connected to the the events of uh, adventure. Mm. Uh, like she might be an old Aeon Society per. Uh, she's personage. in the know of some of the she's back end the stuff, know, and she's very she's not as powerful as Diva Small, but getting there. Yep. Um, kind of kind of person. Um, Chat's blowing up. What does that person say? Oh uh, shit! Uh, uh, no, there are rude comments. We will not answer them. Okay, fair oh, enough. Oh, poo. Boo on you. Yeah. Anyway. You're, a, you're a butt. But thank you for watching. Thanks for watching. <laughs> we love and cherish you. Um, Your views still help us no matter how mean you are. Um, anyway. But anyway, so he, Andre, and Sophia Rousseau start to get together, and they kind of start collecting the people, sort of a collection of rebels and malcontents who see see the writing on the wall that everything in this golden age of Novas isn't all that golden. Yep. And they form a group called the Aberrants. Uh, which is a little ironic because aberrant is kind of a racial slur. Yeah. Uh, for Nova. Because when um, it typically happens when they erupt, most happens when they erupt mm -hmm. is there's actual mechanic called taint, mm -hmm. and they can uh, if you can accumulate enough, <laughs> if you accumulate enough taint, you can get what are called aberrations, which mm -hmm. basically are the classic like you know the thing. Yeah, that's weird mutations like. Like psychological disorders, like your powers are un are kind of uncontrollable, or you look very weird and alien. alien. You got a weird eye. Um, yeah, you got you got third eye. You look very alien, and then get the more and more you collect, the bigger and more obvious and the more uh, and dangerous that, they look. And that's look. another thing that that gets that gets realized is that um, Project Utopia has like a secret kind of like Nazi level experimentation facility for Novas that are that have a lot of taint where they basically just black bag people and 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 put them into the into the experimentation camp. Um so yeah, and that is basically the state of the setting as per the core book. Like I like we said before, it's not a superhero game uh because you don't have to buy into the we're a big superhero, we you put on a cape and save people. You can play 
anything from this. You can play, you know, just a guy, a, a guy who who is part of Project Utopia. You can play a super smart guy. You can play a Terrigen. There's a whole Terrigen source yep. book. Uh, you can play part of the Aberrants. You can, um, yeah, each of the major factions ha- got a supplement book mm-hmm. that dealt more about that about that group if, if you look normal enough the, the directive will take you yes and you oh. can help watch your fellow fellow kind and keep, uh, yes. keep yourself keep your your fellows under control Nar- good old narcs yeah. uh, well they were cool because okay if you haven't guessed it by now by the end of it it's like you're not playing superheroes this is actually an espionage game yeah. which was superpowers yeah um and so because of that um, there's a lot of really cool, and it's global, very global spanning. Mm-hmm. You, this is one of the first games I picked up that I, when I read it, it wasn't U.S. centric and not even Euro centric. Mm-hmm. It was global. There's a lot of con- they talk a lot about a lot of countries and a lot of places on the world that I'm like, I don't know where that is, but it mm-hmm. becomes very important because the Novas become very ingrained yep. in those areas because the the MR node knows no ethnicity. Uh, there's, you know, and they talk about like how the various religions of the world react to Nova's. Yep. Um, and it, it's, it's real interesting. So that's the base setting. There's some, there's some deep dive stuff. Well, we're going to get to that in a little, just a little bit actually, because there's uh, some really well, yeah. sexy things there's in here. There's some very sexy deep dive stuff. So, uh, yeah, pulling back the curtain a little bit more, um, on sort of the real history of it. Uh, you know, everybody kind of thinks that the Galatea explosion was what, caused Novas to start erupting. That's <laughs> actually not true. Uh, what actually happened is that our friend Divis Mall has been wa- had been waiting for, sen- for for decades for, you know, you know, the superpower people went away and he was one of the only big superpower people left and he could basically manipulate the quantum field of the earth. So he reached a point where he realized, you know what? You know what the world needs right now? More people like me. Uh, and he actually, it was, it was revealed that his, uh, his, what he tried to do was actually cause the entire world to erupt and, and become Nova's. Yeah, he was um, kind of trying to redo the... Uh, I'm sorry, the I was distracted. Yeah. He was trying to recreate the Hammersmith explosion. And, and uh, for all his power and capability, he actually miscalculated. He miscalculated and it... He only, well, or he just... It, he wasn't as powerful as he thought he was. Yep. Or well, the, that's why I mean by he miscalculated. The, or, the, or the genetics the genetics weren't right. Or, uh, yeah, there's just like... Some people just can't. Some people just can't. Uh, so, but you but, taste cilantro differently. Wouldn't it have been weird, weird if, if that was if that was like it? if you taste if cilantro tastes like soap, you have a higher probability of being a superhero. <laughs> that would be terrible because I love cilantro. Um, but anyway, yeah. So he he's the reason why all this is happening, and while he's around, he basically maintains that wave, uh, and he's the reason why. Nova's erupt and continue to erupt. Yes. Um, there, there's some other reasons. He, he kind of chain, he starts this big chain reaction mm-hmm. in the world. Well, I like that better than radiation because yeah. can we can get, it's like, guys, I got some really bad news for yeah. you. Well, that was like the, that's the public face answer that everyone kind of, oh yeah, it was radiation and everyone goes, oh, okay. And just well, kind of well, moves on. See, here's the, here's the, the damaging thing about that. Okay. I'm going to talk some All real right, politics, some- yeah, fair, real politics for a second. What, what happens when some rich dick weasel, like I'm going to get a source like I'm just gonna get a cobalt source from an MRI machine and stick it in my eye. Um, actually, the <laughs> funny thing is about eruption. 
there are entire groups of people that uh, specifically start talking to each other about trying to make themselves erupt. Yeah, there's well, kid, I, that kid, had to be right. Yeah, yeah. kids talk on the internet like like yeah, you know, just slam your head in a car door a couple of times. Um, because the, the stress will really bring it out. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's actually the kicker is um, near death experiences. Also, some people who are like, let's say you're a college student. And you're like, oh, I'm, I, I've been slammed with exams and all that. And they had started getting these migraines slowly, like the build and build. And on the big day of the exam, they fucking erupt and they like know all the answers to everything. And now all the pencils in the room are levitating all at the same time. Well, I've been to grad school. That's not how it goes. <laughs> how it works. Only but in this world, that's how it works. Gosh. So there are, but there are, but they also can suddenly happen. Like uh, one of the ones I think in the players guys, like mm-hmm. a guy runs off a road, he hits a tree and literally goes through the windshield and but he phases through the windshield and the tree itself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get super tough. He becomes yeah, immaterial. He, yeah, immaterial. Um, but yeah, so a lot of what happens in sort of the, the meta plot uh, is the increasing tensions between Nova's um, of different philosophies and ideologies. It, it also one thing that I'm cat like I, I, only catching a little mm-hmm. bit of, but it doesn't sound like anyone's an angel here. Oh and no, no, mm-hmm. everyone's even, got even Project Utopia, despite oh, all. No, 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 no. But no, now no. it's like we're also sterilizing them. It's like, oh, good. Well, <laughs> that's also very back end stuff. Like, back no, end one stuff. no one knows about, about that. It, but it becomes more public, and Project Utopia's that, reputation gets more and that's more. That's so evil. Bro. Also, evil. it's but all, but think about it this way. Like think think about it from the perspective of. We have it on very good authority from people who can basically see the future that the world is teetering on the edge of near annihilation because these things get out of control. The lever that we have is keep their numbers low. We don't have no baby superheroes. Yeah. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, actually. Yeah. What's cool is um, what you want to know, like the PR nightmare that Utopia has to handle mm-hmm. before the big, uh, big null manifesto. Mm-hmm. Um, there have there have been encounters that Utopia's team tomorrow has to encounter. They start taking losses mm-hmm. by fighting some of these rogue Novas. Mm-hmm. And the PR department's like, okay, fine, we have to change tactics. We will never engage the field with another Novas unless we have a three to like a three or four to one ratio against mm-hmm. them. Never. Because we cannot because we the more like, the more team tomorrow members lose and all or lose badly the bat, the worse it looks for us, like we can't handle the problem, yeah. and other people will start the, stepping the, in. The celebrity culture PR nightmare. Machine, nightmare machine is insanity. So, so it, it either has to be a total, mm-hmm. a total route, or we don't even. So, yeah. So here's here's one of the most like okay. the, the coolest, um, the coolest sort of uh, uh, show don't tell things. Um, if you see on the the cover here, people. This guy right here, the the guy in the blue and the white with the bald head, uh, that's a guy named Cestus Pax. Yes. And he's basically sort of the leader of Team Tomorrow. He's the Superman, you know. He's literally next to Divis Molkav. No, uh, Divis, no, Mal. Div, Divis Mal. Sorry, I've been saying your Twitter for so long. <laughs> it's connected. Uh, he is literally the most powerful. He's no one, one is. The, he's one of the most powerful. He he's like you know raw Team Tomorrow. Fuck you, Terrigen. Like he's he's like he's he and he's like a crazy asshole. Like he's like he's a drill sergeant level like just hard ass, and. But even he starts to build up 
taint inside of himself because he pushes his power to the limit and he becomes more and more powerful. And the aberrations that he starts to show, like he loses all of his hair. His skin takes kind of this like almost waxy, plasticky consistency. Scott, are you telling me he turns into One Punch Man? No, he, he turns into an action. To, he actually turns into a yeah. He actually turns into a living action figure. Oh, um, that's gross. It's re- but it's it's really good. And uh, eventually, these tensions build up, and there's one of the adventure books uh, that we mentioned. Um, wherein there's a big clash between Team Tomorrow and the Terrigen. Uh, And it happens at the super secret uh, Nazi experiment Project Utopia facility where they're experimenting on Novas. Um, And in in the the events of this, Cestus Pax and Divis Maul go fucking at it. Like, there is some very, like, cool box texts about, like, like this is the rawest expression of quantum power that um, has been seen, and Cestus Pax, for as powerful he is, is is just outclassed. Like yep. he is outclassed because Maul's been at this longer. He has he has been he has secrets of quantum manipulation and powers that, that Cestus does not Cestus have. Cestus does not. Um, like like he can do things that are just so. It, it's kind of like you know. You know, dad and son are fighting, and dad still, but dad still got the one up on him. Like they throw each other through mountains. Like they, like you. It's some exalted level shit. Exalted level. I mean, okay, so from man, this this sounds like exalted modern. It is pretty much exalted. It it sounds like it has all the flavor of exalted. It kind of does, but taking place in the modern setting without all the technomancy and all that. And basically, at the end of it, Maul's Maul like he like he's like burnt him to a near crisp. He's like, I could kill you. I could kill you, but I'm not. I want you to learn. Maybe now you'll realize that chaining yourself to them isn't the right way to do it. Maybe you should stop being such a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's actually the lesson he takes, which is really bad. Well, I mean, because, and that, that makes Cestus Pax obsessed <laughs> with defeating Maul. Which um, is not going. Which to. is not going to go well. That's about the time that that was the last like supplement that really got released in terms of yeah. like the the timeline. Big like meta plotty stuff. But basically, what we what we found come to find out um, is that the conflicts between various Nova groups, between Novas and human organizations like governments and uh, you know religious figures and whatnot, these conflicts start to build and build and overlap and overlap. Uh, until we reach something that's never covered directly in any of the books, but we know it happens, uh, called the Aberrant War. Yes. Uh, the humanity's opinions of Nova's, by and large, turn... Just go keeps going down and down yeah, and because, down. Because, the, you know, and Aberrants are becoming more and more tainted. As, as, as after a certain point, what ends up happening is more Nova's come, come mm. about. They're actually coming about more and more aberrated. Mm. They're not coming out like Cessus Pax, where they look basically human, but they have cool powers. No, they're coming out and looking more and more like the Thing and the Hulk. And just crazy and they're and they're literally crazy and there are problems with them and, and that they're actually, very powerful it's actually kind of ironic uh because the terrigen who never bought into project utopia's bullshit they never took any sterilization drugs most of them did most of them never did so there are there is a there is basically a facility the secret facility that they have where there are nova children 
And the ironic thing is, is that the second and third generation Nova children are able to handle their shit much better. Yep. Like they, they are more, they may more naturally channel their quantum energy. They have less taint. Um, well, they've selected genetically. Yeah, for this. exactly. They've yeah. selected genetically. Oh, for and, it. and, and, but that's exactly what, and get to, cons- uh-huh. to exactly what Utopia was trying, and the answer say was trying to avoid because they were like, given no, uh, um, inhibitions and no roadblocks, they would they would take over the human race. So they so, would literally be able to outclass the human race and supplant all of them in enough what, in enough what, time. Okay, so Divis Mall, from what you're from mm-hmm. what you're saying, this is me. Okay, now yeah. I have to engage. Yeah, you can talk. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so Divis Mall is the source of all of this. He's right? the source of all. Yeah. So he is letting go this weird wave of shit that mm-hmm. is just wa- constantly every second washing over the entire. Well, he world. started the chain reaction. He did not. He he's not continuously he ma- no, he doing. Does. No, he does maintain it. Oh, he is maintaining it. He maintains it. I mean, I'm sure it's a very clever way, which he has to do very little effort to make a yeah. make some sort of domino effect go off. Yeah. So what? So really, what it sounds like is like people. Yes, pe- the I have been. It's been ten years since this has started happening. Mm-hmm. I've been dosed every single day, and it finally happened for me. But it came at a much higher dose. Mm-hmm. So my my shit's more fucked up. Yep. The people who were who were you know adapted and maybe like. Mm-hmm. Were, were prone to it, who were, like, really in mm-hmm. sync with the the mutation, were like, okay, well, that's Cestus Pax. Like, he started yeah. out a pretty normal guy. But it's like, no, it took about 10 years of me being awash in radiation mm-hmm. for this yeah. to happen. Guess what happens to you? Well, it, it, the, thing, the thing that is interesting, there is some hints about where Cestus Pax come from, because even his... Um, like origins are shrouded by Utopia. Yeah. Is he actually? It, it's hinted that he was a uh, he was a Nova who erupted naturally um, sometime before in the, the Gal- before, before the Galatea. He actually erupted like in the early nineties, late eighties. Oh, uh, so he follow. was on he was on the back burner for a really long yeah. time. It, it doesn't follow. It doesn't follow the narrative that they needed to present to keep people from going it, fuck bonkers. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, so it's like no, it was fine. It was just but anyway, one of the first so, ones. So, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. He, no. It's literally explained that there was this there's these stories of this guy who could run faster than a train uh, and all doing all this super heroic stuff mm-hmm. well before Nova's ever existed. So how is it like the okay, but how does this the history of like the stalwarts get handled in the modern in the modern day? They just kind of get forgotten. Like, yep. like, it's, like, like, it's like, oh, that's just bullshit. Like, yeah, it's Paul, like uh, uh, Paul Bunyan's not real idiot, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They just become they become they, fairy they, tales. They become, fairy, they become legends and fairy tales. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there, there's there's uh, oh man, I like if we could, we could probably dedicate an entire episode to talking about the Terrigen. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do it quickly because we are, yeah, we are well, over an right, hour, but you know, I did want to go the, into this. The, 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 the cool thing, drink about, up, audience. Yeah, the, the the Terrigen source book, in my opinion, is the best one because it gets the most transhumanist and philosophical. Well, because it's it's your it's, it's your my, boy, it's, and it's, I agree with you. It's, it's really well written. It's mysteries, but. Something that they have on the back end is that the Terrigen, like in addition to having kids and whatnot, uh, because they have Divis Small and some of the other like people who really understand what what being a Nova actually is. Yep. They have a technique called the Chrysalis, uh, which allows them to channel and and moderate their own taint. Yep. Into not only be basically they can basically take mental problems and channel them into physical problems. Yeah, they can move their aberrations move around. Their aberrations around and also turn all of that taint into more power power yes. for themselves. 
So they become, but it's a slow, arduous process. It's a slow, arduous process. So they they have the secrets of basically, yeah, we really, really aren't human anymore, and like you have to embrace that fact to be able to to use yeah. this chrysalis technology. But they're more in control of themselves than the people who are just like. Hat, like who are just I'm a like, dude with a titan. I'm a dude with a titan. Oh, yeah. And well, the idea is for the Terrigen is when part of Divim, and this is them highlighting Divim mm-hmm. Maul's philosophy is the human mind, normal human psychology cannot handle the weight in which a god has to operate under, mm-hmm. and the philosophy, to, yeah, and you that's have to change your own psychology to be able to operate sanely with a, with these, with these abilities and so what part of the terrigen when you really get on board with the terrigen are like you are a terrigen bro mm-hmm. is divis mulcab and his accolades start teaching the ways of the terrigen which are three archetypes that you can mm-hmm. sort of fall into the marvel the, marvel, the, monster. the monster and the portent which is basically sued sort of but not directly related to the three uh, attribute types yeah. um, which is physical the physical social and the mental so did they did they discard with the uh, okay so then the well, machinery wise in the uh, in adventure they had like you know the stalwart the daredevils mm-hmm. and the mesmerists right so no, Aberrant is all about the stalwarts novas like that's that's what's going on there's some later books that in, do talk about syads which are the mesmerists and the daredevils paramorphs. and the paramorphs but those are very like that's, that's mentioned in the player's guide a lot. They're, Interesting. They okay, have so... some rules for that. But aberrant is the era of the Nova. The Nova. Uh, but anyway, so the setting eventually like things get get fucked up. Uh, confrontations between all of these groups start to ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, um, and uh, eventually it reaches a point like the world like gets reshaped. Like America gets fucked. Yep. Hard in the aberrant war. Uh, because it's you know it, yeah there's a literal the yeah there's an aberrant that uh, goes full like nuclear bomb and irradiates most of the Midwest and basically re- renders it uh, incapable of uh, producing, producing anything producing yep. food yeah which is kind of like what lets us you know be be Johnny America is the yeah, fact that we don't yeah. really rely on people to not starve so eventually what happens and uh, and it's it's not entirely clear like who's responsible for what and 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 whatnot um, eventually what happens is that the Chinese uh, who kind of it's indicated that they kind of play they slow play the aberrant war they do not engage as a nation in like anti-aberrant activity they are, they try and be as insular as possible because what they are doing is they're building a satellite network uh, that that goes around the world and they're protecting it uh, and eventually once they have it in place they reveal this satellite network has you know a cluster bomb of nukes in each one of them they're all pointed at the earth aberrants get the fuck out or we or we'll just scorch the earth uh, no one will get to live here. No one will get to live no, here. No one. This, is, this isn't anyone's prize. We're willing to sacrifice everything to stop this war. You need to leave. Um, and sort of the, the, the cap moment is when uh, Divis Maul uh, appears, just pops himself into the, into the, the, uh, uh, the United Nations Security Council grabs the secretary general by his neck and says, your legacy is our destiny, incinerates him, and then the the Novas slash Aberrants en masse leave the Earth. Yep. 
for whatever reason. For, for whatever reason, the, the, we, we mentioned the uh, in, in the uh, adventure that letter between Max Mercer and uh, Michael Donegal. Yep. Of you know, I foresee a day when you'll have humanity, the fate of humanity in your hands, and I hope you'll be wise enough to act appropriately. This was the day he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, considering the guy was probably not. It, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, that dude was an asshole. Yeah, it, it's, implied, <laughs> it's kind of implied that, that dude was an asshole. I mean, because, if, I his, mean if his entire idea was scorched earth policy, if he's no, Mr. that wasn't him. That was the Chinese. Oh, that was the Chinese. That was the Chinese. The Chinese. There was. Aberrant really lays down there. There's a lot of they're like angels. La- they're there. Angels. There are wheels within wheels within wheels within wheels of stuff going on, and, and a lot of people playing each other exact, for the ultimate prize that's later down the road. And the exact details of the aberrant war are not known because there was never a source book that dealt with it. Well, I'm uh, betting. Yeah, I'm gonna bet that the we might the see upcoming, an aberrant. We might see an aberrant so war. I actually didn't catch too terribly much of like what the plans were for mm-hmm. for this when the new series drops. Is mm-hmm. it gonna be a a core book for everything. So and what's going to happen is uh, they're going to the the most the Kickstarter that's going to be happening soon. Oh God! Yes. Um, so Scott, wallet, ha, Scott, uh, when can we expect uh, the game to be to uh, be when, <laughs> when when they get that book out to me? Uh, okay. uh, they have uh, to anyway, let us know on Twitter that uh, yeah, we it's going to be in January. It's going to be in January. Uh, the book will be a will they'll give us a modern setting, which is okay. It's, it's going to be the core book, which will be the core book, uh, and then they're also going to have the Trinity, the Aeon, which is the the, the game that we haven't covered yet. Uh, uh, Supplement. To that core book, right? Um, so that's generally how they're going to do it. They're going to have the, this core book, which is going to detail the modern era and have what they're called talents, which are the re, the renaming of daredevils. Yep. Um, so you can play. You'll be able to play those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, on a, like kind of like when you were talking about because I was talking, of course, yeah. talking to Murphy about this. She's like, "Are you telling me I get to play motherfucking Indiana Jones right now? Is oh, that, yeah. what, you, is that yeah. what you're telling me right now?" And I'm like, and her eyes got really. I'm like. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Well, it's also like I think in the modern era, it's going to be more like Jason Bourne. And, right, and right. Like you're the modern James day. Bond, like yeah, of, you're the Punisher. Yeah, you're, yeah, Punisher. you're you're exceptional people. You're yeah. very exceptional people. You're Batman. You're Batman. Batman. Yeah, yes, but, actually, but anyway, you are. So that that leads us into Aeon, uh, which has gone by Trinity and Aeon, uh, but now will be called Aeon again. Yay. Uh, which is what we will discuss next. Time. Most likely next time. Um, I highly recommend people. You can go find all of the books on Drive Through RPG. Help support it. Buy the first edition stuff. Don't use any of the mechanics. Just look at the fluff. It's amazingly well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got and, some really cool stuff in here. And just just stay away from the D twenty application. Yeah, just don't. Actually, the the aberrant D twenty uh, uh, version is probably the most egregious. Um, uh, just because it just fucks up the power scale. Yeah, it doesn't work right. It's and like you, you are not nowhere near as powerful as you should be. Uh, something that I heard uh, was, so we talked about the tagline of the game is what would you do with the power of a god? <laughs> uh, someone on the forum said that... About the, 3D6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that someone on the forum said that uh, the D20 version is what would you do with the power of a dog? Yeah. <laughs> Because one was like, oh, if you have one point, like one point of like magnokinesis, you can lift like a car made of metal. Uh, you can lift a car, right? Uh, if you had in the D20, if you had five dots of magnokinesis, you could live the, lift the same amount. Yeah. If you in had, the D20, if you, like, they had if, totally if screwed were, with yeah, their scaling. Yeah, they, they, they screwed with the scaling. So, so, so are you telling me that the rules, the force power rules for D20 Star Wars had been out? 
yeah. and they didn't just take those? No, because no, no, no. so, those scaled properly. Before we head out, I do want to tell a bit of a story. Uh, yes, about, please. Thank about you. About something that happened on the forums because back in the day, like the White Wolf forums were really active and really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so about the time that the Terrigen book came out, which was the book that revealed that Divis Maul was gay. Yep. Um, like Tote. Toad's gay. Toad's gay. Toad's straight gay. Up, straight yeah. up gay. Straight up gay. Straight up gay. He had he had a he had a lover by the name of Jeremiah Scripture, uh, in the Terrigen book, who was a, a character in his own right, who was pretty cool, um, and somebody, uh, I, I don't remember what their username was because I would totally say it, uh, made this like rant post. The title of what which is Divis Mall is gay. What the fuck. And he just went on this screen about, like, uh, it was before we had the term SJW. Right. But he basically went on the anti-SJW rant about, like, that doesn't make any sense. Why do they have to push this gay agenda on us? Yeah, yeah. And it was totally stupid. And probably, like, an hour later, someone else made a post that was that was basically the exact same post. Uh, but Divis Mall has arms. What the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just taking some perfectly normal human attribute, uh, like being gay, and making a big stink about it. Because it's not like that is the mm-hmm. cornerstone of Divis Maul's character is he that he's gay. No, it is one of the most throwaway things mm-hmm. that they just sort of explain, yeah, it's actually, and then they move right along. He just happens to be yeah. He just yeah. happens to be gay. It's really interesting. Like they, 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 it only comes up in a couple of places. One of the cooler places is in the player's guide. They have like a list of like smaller allegiances. One of which is called the Queer Nova Alliance. Yep. Uh, which is queer novas from various factions and what and and whatnot. Like they get together to to talk about what it's like to be queer, and they kind of. They they mention that like Divis Small and Jeremiah Scripture aren't like official members because that would probably give them a lot of problems, but they totally back them. Yeah, like they they're it's it's along the line. They they it's like we'll provide the venue. Yeah, we'll I, provide the venue. Absolutely, well, and the, it was, the, it was, the the donuts and coffee are on us. It was like so like I had something happen in my game where um one of like the big members of the Queer Novo Alliance got 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 somehow um and like in, in it, i forget the details of it but it was in such it was an egregious enough way that like maul played basically maul said you don't want to do that you, you just you want it you want to let this guy go because he's my friend he's not a terrigen member but he's my friend and you need to let him go. I think I remember that meeting. Yeah. You remember that? And I think I remember that meeting. And that was that was, like that that made some shit people shit in pants. Yeah. Um. So Scott ran his play by email game, and I got to play. I actually got to play the directive angle because I played like a super superhuman but super normal dude. Mm-hmm. I was the ultra no taint no taint no aberrations guy. Well, you started as a directive angle. Yeah. And then I went, and then I got thrown into the Terrigen angle because I didn't realize it was a Terrigen game. It wasn't necessarily a Terrigen game, but my other two players had chosen the Terrigen and there was kind of a way because the way I ran that game I ran it for you started that game at the moment of your eruption yep um, and you know whatever idea you had about your character or where he was gonna they were gonna go it really dictated based off what happened what choices you made, mm. where you where you ended up in a result of the story. But so, you also really liked the Terrigen. I really did like the Terrigen, but that's where the way the game was going anyway. And let's face it, you you were you would go wherever Carol, Kelly's character wanted you to go anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, 
So that happened. So yeah, but throughout aberrant fandom, there has been this underlying joke about arms. Yeah, arms. Like it being uh, a, a thing. And, and that even mentioned. filtered into Exalted because the, but when, <laughs> when Exalted came around, people were like oh, making real joke because uh, when the Player's Guide came out, really high-end Nova Powers came about. And one of them was basically create your own universe. Like we're talking... Uh, was it Quantum 10 Powers? Yeah, Quantum 10 Powers. The things that eventually they assumed that... Divis- White Wolf always did that. Yeah. yeah. They will always, like... But it made the most sense for Aberrant. Of all the other ones, it was like, this is stupid and ridiculous. For Aberrant, it was like, oh, this totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to know what Obfuscate 10 does. Yeah. I yeah. don't need to know. Yeah. But, but anyway, so... I I know I was a big proponent of this like fan theory was the idea that when Divis Maul left, left Earth, he created his own universe... And it he was, was just like, I'm done. I'm done. And it was the universe of Exalted. And he self-inserted himself, not as Malpheus, but as the Unconquered Son, uh-huh. so he could be the plucky rebel. Uh-huh. So the fact that the Unconquered Son had four arms. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a picture of during of the, mom, of the main the main picture mm-hmm. of Divis Maul is him with his arms stretched out like this. And there's like these two demonic arms underneath him Which, that makes him look like he has four arms. It's actually another character behind uh, him. Yeah, right. I didn't, it, it looked like he was about to get the tickle. tickle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, but it but it looks like he's he looks like a very majestic guy with four oh, arms. Yes. So it makes him look like the un, kind of looks like the unconquered son. And, and this eventually made its way into kind of into canon in in the, one of the last adventure books where the, it was like a subsection called the Arms of Maul. Yeah, <laughs> so it, was a, it was a joke that happened through the fan community that got like really well supported by the game line and it's just funny it's just just funny funny. because you know what's you know what's funny making taking the shit out of bigots and idiots yeah it was it was was so dumb it was so dumb because it was so well written and it was such a throwaway thing if you didn't want if your game was like i don't want all to be gay don't make them gay it doesn't change the character at all and just moving right along it just Keep the game moving forward. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's gay or not. It yeah, it doesn't. It only it only matters if you're someone who cares about other people's sexuality. Yeah. And why yeah. would you do that? Also, it's like, is there fucking in your game? Like, are you going to be talking yeah, about fucking I, at the table? Because yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, it, yeah, because that's always that's always fun. Everyone loves that. that that's not awkward at all. <laughs> it's uh, best part of best part of role playing is ta- sitting around the table with all your all your buddies. I ta- roll to seduce her. <laughs> no, no, we can, oh, that's actually an episode we need to do eventually. Need to do, we'll have to do our research. See, is it we'll, called Roll to See If I'm Getting Laid? Yeah, 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 or something like, so. Do I seduce her? Do I, uh, do I roll for seduction? <laughs> can I roll for seduction? There can I roll for seduction? Yeah. We'll talk about, like, more sexually oriented games, because there are a few out there. There absolutely are, actually, a few uh, yes, role-playing the games. Sc- the Scroll of Swallowed Darkness. Yeah, the Scroll of Swallowed Darkness. There's an actual D&D derivative. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's yeah, a the, D&D book of uh, Yeah, the Book of Erotic Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so... But but anyways, off that, it has a um, very sexy go oh get these books on PDF. They're super cheap. They're super great. They're well, well written. If you love, uh, if you like, if you like superheroes and you love the mythos of superheroes, read this book. If you like espionage and conspiracy theories, get these books. They're really good. They're fantastic. Uh, this, the the only failing I think of the, this system is that, like a lot of high powered stuff, like yeah. Exalted. Once you start getting into high XP level stuff, the system starts breaking down. Oh, yeah, very uh, fast. Bookkeeping problems again. Bookkeeping problems. This is proto exalted, by the yeah. way. This, this is this is basically what the exalted first edition system would be based off yeah. of. The um, systems are similar enough that with a minor amount of tweaking, you could run a aberrant versus first edition solar fight. Oh no, and, no, and have no. It work. 
and mm-hmm. ha- it, it'll it would work. Mm, oh, that makes man, my head hurt so me, hard. The arguments that me and Nigel have gotten into <sighs> on that topic, and the Nova, and the and the Nova's, and then the exalts start erupting. Oh, uh, God, no, um, um, it's terrible. It's called Bonfire. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, it, it's very good. Um, you actually make me now want to read all of the aberrant books again. Fuck you, Scott, they're because they're so good. They're because the Terrigen book is so well written. The Terrigen book is probably one of the best reads of a role playing game because they really put you in the mindset of these are the bad guys, but no, they just have a very different philosophy. They have a very different philosophy. Some and of you, them are bad guys. Some oh, of them, yeah. Some of them are, are utter shit heels. And some of the Terrigen are like looking at each other and going, I hate you so much. Mm-hmm. I just want to... Maul, can I please have permission to rip that dude's throat out? It's actually really interesting. One of the, uh, one of the books um, kind of talks about how... Um, the big split in the Terrigen are the political-minded yep. uh, Terrets and the religious-minded Terrets. Uh, Terret is what they call each other. Um, and uh, it's kind of set up the situation where Divismal kind of stays out of that conflict. He takes the, the idea of, y'all figure out what you want to be, and if you want me to be your leader, I'll be the leader you want me to be. But I need to hear your voice. Yeah. So it's kind of set up of like, is the Terrigen a political organization with Divismal as a political leader? Or is the Terrigen a religious organization where Divismal is literally a godhead? He'll do whatever his children ask him to do. But it's up to us to, it's up us, to I us say to us, but it's up to them, them to, figure to figure out. out and destiny. that's actually the big plot of the Terrigen book on the meta side is there's a thing called the Night of Long Knives, which is a giant back-end fight between all the Terrigen, trying all the factions within them, jockeying for position. That that also was a thing that, yeah, that happened no, in the real world. It did happen in the real yeah. world. And it wasn't a happy time it there. Really no, no, it wasn't. And I actually, and, I actually and, ran ran my players through the Night of Long Knives. Oh, that hurt uh, so much. Yeah, it was really, it was bad. Uh, they ended up, they the players ended up going with the political route, yeah. uh, even though one of the characters was a very religious character. Yes. Um, uh, but he basically realized... Yeah, no, a cult based on us is not good. Like, yeah, cults usually work it's, out. It's if we can if we can have an arrangement where we're a political organization that allows for diverse religious faith, that's good. Like, yeah, that's good yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, I see the writing on the wall. I really don't want this, and yeah. I'm just gonna uh, do oh, it there." Yeah, there's a there's a character I forget his name, but he's one of the, like the worst. Like he's like an evangelical, like super powered super villain. Yep. And he's terrible. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I remember, I'm just remembering the game now that we, that you ran first and it was really cool. And it was just the idea of where it came because you had another plot later on that a lot of the big wigs started getting iced uh, because something was going on on the mm-hmm. back end. And that made a little room for the PCs to take over because mm-hmm. I basically became the next gray on. Yeah. I became the next enforcer you were, you were, of the you group. Were, you were working towards that. Yeah. I was still working towards um, that. And, uh, oh, because the big confrontation happened. Uh, I don't remember if this was in any, it was in any of the books or if it was something that I came up with. The big confrontation, the, the, the final action of the Night of Long Knives is that the two factions came into conflict over the nursery uh, where, the, uh, yes. where, where the children were. Yeah. And it was along the lines of like, 
the basically the, the the cult faction had taken it over and had started to like fortify it and try it. Basically, it's like, yep. no, we will raise these children right. Yeah, in, I did something in, stupid in the, there, the and I remember that. I did something really stupid. You did, but I well, did. that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and that that's when a lot of fucking people died. Yeah, uh, like a lot of people died. Yeah, Celerity still didn't like me after that. Oh, I mean, well. you did some things. I did some stupid stuff. I tried to help. I tried to help. help. You killed your mom. I killed her mom by accident. It was an accident. I used a bomb. It was an accident. Yeah, you used a bomb trying. and killed her mom. I went, anyways. But anyways, I think we've talked wax. Pl- uh, now that we've talked about matricide, <laughs> I believe <laughs> that's I be- a good cap. That's yeah, a good end cap. Was, uh, but anyways, um, and we got to move on to patron only content and some after show stuff. Um, where can people find you? I'm at arduous uh, R J U O U S as usual. And I am at Divis Malkav, which, as you now understand, <laughs> now, it, now it totally now it makes, all makes sense. sense. It's a combination of Divis Mall and Malkav, which my my favorite thing from Aberrant and my favorite thing from from Vampire. Two years later, guys. Two years later, uh, history's been solved. Uh, I am at Bioimportance. The show is at Polyhedron Cast. Um, we are on Twitch now, as some people have noticed. We are at Polyhedron Cast. For those of you who joined us in the chat, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, uh, though I have seen some less than stellar comments i please be more polite in the future but thank you for watching that's just gonna encourage them yeah i know uh Uh, moving right along moving right along welcome to being on twitch man yeah i know uh but also uh but if you have any feedback for us please go to polyhedron uh polyhedron podcast at gmail.com uh we're always looking for new suggestions uh also feedback about the show good bad all that fun stuff um, and uh, whatever you're listening to this on your podcast or anything, go give us five thumbs up, five stars, whatever. Help us out. Give us some visibility. Uh, and finally, if you really like the show, you really want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash polyhedron and become a patron today. Uh, we have gotten, uh, we have no new patrons right now, but we have great patrons right now that have helped us out and we are moving right along. Oh, speaking of Patreon, our friend of the show, The yes. Dark Archive. Uh, has their own Patreon out. Oh, he, oh, he finally was able yeah, to. Yeah, he, he, he finally he, he got permission to do so. And great, uh, it, it's it's looking good. He's already released a couple of uh, patron only content updates. I heartily suggest. Uh, if you're willing to do twenty bucks a month, you get to play. I think a changeling game with yeah, him. Yeah, on roll twenty. Yeah, on roll twenty with him. Whoa. Yeah, he's really good. He's really yeah, good. He's oh really yeah, he's good. a good he's a good storyteller. So you know that might actually be worth your time. Listen, yep. I don't see any issue with like high essentially hiring a storyteller. <laughs> oh it's, no, being a role listen, being a role player in your thirties is hard, man. Like mm-hmm. especially you know if it's like, well, I want to play this type of game. I don't know anyone who wants mm-hmm. to. I don't have a group. I don't got a storyteller, and I'm not that guy. If I can pay a dude twenty bucks. Yeah. Run the game that I want to be in with some other people who want to be in that type of game. That's that's great. And it helps yeah, well, the guy get the resources yeah, he needs and be willing to commit the time he needs to run the game for you guys. Yeah, I I would love to us to see. I would love to see game masters be a thing that you can get paid to do. There are a few. They exist. Uh, they exist, but they're few and far between. They are very few and far between. Guns for hire. Actually, yeah. that'd be a great person to have on as an interview. If you are, if you are, if your full time job is a game master. Oh, we'd love to. Talk you don't to write you. books. You don't do anything. All you do is run games for other people. Well, whatever you know, if, if that's a part of your income stream, we'd like to have. A yeah, that would yeah. be real cool. Get in contact with us, polyhedronpodcast@gmail.com. Um, but everyone uh, from here at Polyhedron, go where you find us. Go roll some dice. Your legacy is our destiny.